This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome back Jonathan Carswell. Jonathan is the founder and CEO of 10ofthose.com. This is almost like Christian Amazon, so be sure and check it out. It is a publishing and distribution ministry that provides the bookstore for the Gospel Coalition and a lot more. Jonathan is also the author of several evangelistic books. He and his wife, Felicity, live in the Chicago area and have two children. Jonathan, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, It's lovely to talk again. I'm so glad that you're here. I look forward to the passage you've got for us today. So what do you have? Yeah, so the verse I thought we'd look at is uh, in Psalm 73, and it's verse 25, and this is what it says. Whom have I in heaven but you, and earth has nothing I desire besides you? So I've got to tell you, Psalm 73 is one of my all-time favorite psalms. So I'm really glad that you went here today. How did this psalm or this verse become important to you? Yeah, well, I should probably be asking you the questions rather than the other way around. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I must have read this in my in my daily readings, but um, it really stuck out to me. I heard it as a as a as part of a video that um, had been done with John Piper and. Just that question, whom have I in heaven but you, kind of just went round and round in my head. Uh, Earth has nothing I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. That's the, that's the following verse. And that just that question rang round in my head. Whom have I in heaven but you? And I, the, I think the danger for today um, for, for young people, which I'd like to include myself in, um, yeah, uh, uh, the danger we have is that it's all about here and now. Can I get the latest gadget? Can I get the best and the biggest and the newest and the shiniest? But actually, what what have I if I don't have God in heaven? And uh, it, yeah, it's just great, I think, to ask questions of ourselves like this. They're probing questions. Yeah, and it is such a great question that the author of the psalm, Asaph, is asking here. So why don't you go back? You were telling me earlier before we started recording sort of how this verse fits into the entire psalm. So could you walk us through that together? So, yeah, it starts in verse one with a foundational point. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. So that is a truthful fact to start us off. Mm -hmm. That is the default line of God is good. But Asaph clearly has a a challenge, a battle on his hands, because in verse two, it it says, but as for me, well, my feet almost slipped and I nearly lost my foothold. So something had gone on, whether there was a a temptation or a difficulty, but Asaph is in a battle. Mm. God is good, but Asaph, I'm in this battle. Mm. And then he begins to look around him, which is always a bit dangerous to, to have sideways glances at how people are doing. Mm-hmm. But he says, well, look at look at everybody else. They seem to be doing fine. Verse four, they've no struggles and they're in good health. They just seem to be going from strength to strength. And I think that is so often how we can see our friends and neighbors. Mm-hmm. They don't follow God, but it all seems to be just going very, very nicely for them. And clearly Asaph is is frustrated mm. and he, he looks at his own life then and he thinks, well, it's it's hopeless. 
Surely in vain, he says in verse 13, I've kept uh, my heart pure and I've washed my hands of innocence in innocence all day long. I've been afflicted. Here he is trying to keep God's commands and he's he's got nothing to show for it. But then he has then he has another look around and he looks perhaps a little bit more into the distance. And the people who seem prosperous now, he sees where they're heading. And it, it sends chills down him, really, because he sees that they are doomed. They don't have God on their side. And the things that they've stored up now begin to fade and rust. And actually, what they're going to face is, is dreadful. And then he looks back to where he, at, where he is, and he looks at what he has in God, and he sees his, his security. So verse 23, he says, yet I'm always with you and you hold me by your right hand. You guide me with your counsel and afterwards you'll take me up to glory. So he looks long distance at his future and his future is is really, really good. It's going to be in glory with with the Lord. And so he asks the question, so who, who do I have in heaven but you? And in answering the question, he I think he really is acknowledging what I have is is absolutely everything I need. And what a treasure that is in the midst of what had previously been a dark situation. My feet almost slipped, he was saying in verse 2. But now he's saying all the earth has to offer. I don't desire any of that because because I've got you. And if you look at me, verse 26, my, my flesh and my heart, they're not in good shape. Hmm. But... God is is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. That is a wonderful walking tour through Psalm 73. Thank you for that. Pleasure. So here's a family. They're in the car. They're on the way to school or running an errand. How can we bring this verse back to today and apply it right where we are today? It's a really good question. I think what we need to do is see what the psalmist does and and copy it. And so we need to say, okay, let's remember the default position. God is good. And as we look around and we think, well, they're doing better than us, mm-hmm. or they don't have the problems that we have, and they're not following God, maybe I should go that way. Mm-hmm. Then we do what the psalmist does, and we look long term. And where people without Jesus are heading long term should very much sober our minds. And where we are heading long term with Jesus, should thrill our hearts. And then I think to do what the psalmist does of then ask a question of, okay, so today, whom have I in heaven but you? Okay, so God, today, I have you, and I am always with you, verse 23, because you're always with me. Hmm. You hold me by your right hand. So what am I going to face today? A math test? Hmm. Some, Some bullies? A boss at work who just laughs when I talk about Jesus. Well, actually, all of these things may may cause me problems today, but God is my strength. He is my portion. So whatever it is we're facing, whether it's physical challenges, spiritual challenges, relationally, whether things are difficult, actually, for me, it's good to be near God, it says verse 28. And so I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. Well, he knows what's going on, and in the in the challenges and struggles of today, I'm going to hide behind him, 
And it's uh, that's a, a lovely picture. It's not a weak thing to be hiding behind God. God plus one is always a majority. It's a cliche, but it, it, it is true. And so I'm going to refuge in him, whatever today holds. Uh, but once again, we we do have a little challenge right at the end of, of the psalm of what we would then do today. Because if we're doing those things, we need to follow up with the very last sentence. I will tell of all your deeds. So as I hide behind God with whatever today throws up, who will I tell about Jesus? Who will I tell about hiding behind God? Maybe it'll be my kids, my husband or my wife. Maybe it might be a, a friend or colleague who, who isn't yet trusting in Jesus. And that is a bold and scary thing to do. But that's all right. I'm hiding right behind God, and he is my strength. I'm so glad you took us to this verse, this psalm today. It makes me want to go back and read the entire thing when we're done. So would you close our time by asking the Lord to give us contentment, but contentment that's found in the goodness that is the Lord himself? Sure. Father, thank you for all the the great, amazing things that you give us. Uh, but I pray that we would find true contentment in the things that, that last for eternity, the things that last forever. We may not have much in this world. We may have plenty. But what we need most is to be in a right relationship with you, hiding behind you. And I pray that that would be true for each person listening. And as we go and tell other people of your deeds, would you help us to be bold? Help us to point people to Jesus, we ask. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.